Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. All right, folks, here's a look at how markets are shaping up. And we've got the S&P 500 and the Dow ending pretty much flat. But for the month, still looking pretty good on track for their biggest monthly gain for the year. So this is where we've got the Dow up 13 points overnight or 0.04% to 35,430. The S&P 500 slightly lower by 0.1% to 4,551. And the Nasdaq Composite also small losses, 0.2% down to 14,259. For more insights, we're joined by Dave Sakura. He's the Chief U.S. Market Strategist at Morningstar Research Services. Dave, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us on the show. Well, good morning. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. Hey, Dave, let's get into what's moving markets right now. And we seem to be looking at markets apparently running out of steam after a few good weeks. What's your take on it? Yeah, and that's what we're seeing as well. So we had what's called, you know, the Santa Claus rally. And it definitely came earlier this year. Usually we get the rally and it's more in, you know, early to mid, you know, December. But the Morningstar U.S. market index is up over 9% here in November. And it's really more than just, you know, the magnificent seven stocks that have been driving the market, you know, most of the year thus far this year is really a broad-based rally that we've seen. But we are starting to get close to what we think is fair value for U.S. stock markets at this point. So we think this rally is probably running out of steam. In fact, I'm expecting the market to be relatively quiet going into the end of the year. Uh, the only real concern I would have is, you know, some of those stocks that have losses embedded in them. Yeah, you know, we might see some pressure there as people look to sell those to harvest some of those tax losses, you know, for the end of the year. But other than that, you know, other than a handful of, you know, catalysts, I think it's going to be pretty quiet for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, potentially a quiet few weeks ahead. In terms of potential near-term catalysts, are there any surprises we could maybe look out for? Well, on Thursday, we have the Personal Consumption Expenditure Index, and that's what the Fed follows most closely, uh, specifically the core reading in order to measure inflation. So when that comes out, you know, if that number were to come out you know, hotter than expected, you know, that would call into question the market's current assumption that the Fed is done hiking rates. So if that came out hot, you know, I would say look out below. I, I do think we could have a pretty sharp sell-off. On Friday, Chair Powell is uh, doing a fireside chat at a college. I don't think that's going to be much of an event. He's always very thoughtful and careful in his remarks. So really, I'm looking for next week. You know, on Friday, we have payrolls and unemployment. You know, so I think the Fed will be looking that. Uh, they just really want to see some additional slack in the labor markets just to make sure that wage growth remains under control. And then lastly, the Probably the last news I'll be really watching this year will be the Federal Reserve meeting on December 12th and 13th. Uh, the market right now is really pricing in almost no chance of an interest rate hike. I think the market you know, internally is only looking at about a 4% probability of that happening. Yeah, Dave, talking about inflation and also wages, those are areas that many companies have been grappling with for the good part of the year. So when you look at earnings season that we just had, what's the takeaways you're looking at and focusing on? Well, for third quarter earnings, you know, they came in mostly better than expected to in line. A lot of that had to do with the economy was you know, a lot hotter than I think anyone, ourselves included, you know, was going to come in. Unfortunately, we do think that the economy is definitely going to start slowing over the next couple of quarters. So we're only looking for, you know, 1.7% you know, growth in GDP here in the fourth quarter. We're looking for that to slow further in the first quarter down to 1%, going below 1% in the second quarter getting pretty close to stall speed in the third quarter and then starting to rebound 
thereafter. Mm. So I do think that earnings growth rate you know, will be under pressure for the beginning of next year. And I'm concerned in you know, kind of that February-March time frame when the companies start announcing you know, their guidance for earnings next year that some management teams you know, may try to downplay that. And that really could bring some market volatility at that point in time. All right, Dave, let's take a look at some of the sectors you're watching very closely. And we've been talking about the Fed's uh, meeting next month. Potentially no changes in terms of whether there's a hike or not. The question is how high and for how long in the next few quarters. And that's where we are seeing interest rates keeping investors or at least property buyers a bit concerned these days. What's your take on how it's playing out for the real estate sector? So with real estate, you know, we do expect that interest rates will be coming down. And I think that's going to give, you know, a good tailwind behind the real estate market, you know, in and of itself. So we are looking for inflation in the U.S. to continue to keep moderating over the course of next year. We're looking for that PCE number that the Fed follows, you know, to average 2%. So we do think that the combination of low inflation as well as a weakening economy actually gives the Fed the room that it would need to start cutting rates in the first half of next year, possibly even as early as their March meeting. So in real Real estate, you know, personally, I would still stay away from urban office space. I still do think there's some downside in valuations there. But, you know, across the rest of that sector, you know, we see a lot of attractive opportunities for investors, you know, specifically looking at some of the real estate and more defensive characteristics like the healthcare industry, you know, those that have improving fundamentals, such as some of the class A shopping malls where, you know, people are going back out and shopping more in person, you know, as well as some deep value plays and those that have long-term structural tailwinds, such as the data centers that you know, those were certainly going to have a good tailwind from an increasing use of artificial intelligence. Yeah, another sector that you've got on your radar is the communications side. And this is interesting because you've got Google on the list and it's part of the Magnificent 7, which has had a pretty good run. So where do you sit on that? Yeah, so of the Magnificent Seven, you know, six of those stocks coming into the year, we rated either four or five stars, with five stars being you know, our highest rating, meaning that we thought those stocks were all very significantly undervalued. You know, at this point, of those stocks, only Alphabet or the parent of Google is undervalued, rated four stars at this point. You know, the others are all kind of in that fair value territory, except for Apple. Apple, I would caution investors trading at about a 27% premium to our fair value. That's a two-star rated stock. So that's one that I would actually consider selling and taking some profits in that today. All right. Apple perhaps overplayed or overbought in that sense, but Google still offering some potential mm-hmm. value and looking attract quite attractive. Right, let's get into where the consumer is right now. And we've been hearing about how they've been quite cautious, cutting back, especially when you look at the retail earnings. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the consumer side, is it time to move away from the sector? Well, it's really going to depend on which part of the consumer sector you're looking at. So if you look at the consumer defensive sector overall, we do think it's pretty fully valued. I do think it's a good time to take some profits. There are some individual names that we do like that we think have gotten pushed down by the markets too far. Some of the packaged food names, for example, have been under a lot of short-term margin pressure. These are companies that have had a difficult time passing through their own cost increases fast enough. But with inflation starting to moderate next year, we do think that they will continue to get some of that pricing that will help bring their margins back up. A couple names there that we do like would be uh, Kraft Heinz, Kelanova and uh, General Mills. All right, great overview of where markets are going and some great tips on what to look at. I've been chairing Dave Sakura. He's the Chief U.S. Market Strategist at Morningstar Research Services. Dave, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks for your time today. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, we'll catch you again soon, Dave. Stay Money FM 89.3. 
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.